through 6, Matthew chapter 14, verses 4 through 6. Yeah, Matthew chapter 14. But some were there who said to one another in anger, why, why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. Uh, I want to talk about tonight misjudging eyes. Misjudging eyes. As we continue our uh, series for Lent, uh, Eyes on Jesus tonight, misjudging eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I want you to hear me well. And hopefully this will set you free. Um, you know this, but every now and then it's just good to have a refresher. You will always have critics. That's it. You will always have critics who don't understand who you are, what your assignment is, what you're doing, whether it's in church, out of church, in your family, out of your family, in the marketplace, on social media. There will always be critics. Now, here is what I had to learn. And I want to share with you what I had to learn that liberated me it honestly set me free and removed a whole lot of stress from my life that I put on myself because criticism would irritate me, it would bother me. And I didn't know how to handle critics or criticism. I would be bothered when criticized. It would really vex my spirit when people would criticize me or question me as if to say I didn't know what I was doing. As a pastor, as a person, it really bothered me. And then one of my mentors said to me, William Jordan, if you cannot handle criticism, if you cannot handle people talking about you, or as some would say, hating on you, you are not ready for the big time. And you will forever be limited because God will never promote you if every time someone criticizes you or challenges you, how you think, what you say, what you do, then you fall to pieces, get offended, 
want to take your bat ball and become a recluse. And that really hurt my feelings, but yet it opened my eyes because literally I would stress out. Um, I don't bleed publicly. Uh, I refuse to bleed publicly, but uh, my bleeding privately, it would really bother me and vex me. And then one of my mentors said to me, why do you care? Just do what you do. You know who you are. You know what you've been gifted at. Why do you care with, with people think who don't even know you or even with those who do know you? It, it's a part of the game. And it really wasn't until I had a conversation with those two gentlemen until, I don't know, after all of those years of preaching and pastoring, something finally clicked in my head. And I recall the quote that uh, Dr. Lee Edward Fields used one day in preaching. He quoted the late Dr. Freddie Henry Don, late pastor of the New Hope Church in New Orleans, Louisiana. When Dr. Don said, if no one is criticizing you, it's a good chance you ain't doing nothing. And so criticism is a part of it. And especially in church, it's always probably the people who aren't doing anything who criticize the most. People who don't give any money always got something to say. The people who never met you or been to your church or know anything about your ministry, your family, or your job, they always have something to say. People who you never met never shook their hand, never hugged them, never engaged them in conversation, and yet those sometimes are close up to you. But here is the life lesson, ladies and gentlemen. Critics and criticism is a part of the game. And if you cannot handle that, you will forever be on the lower level of ministry, blessings, and breakthroughs because the higher God takes you, the more people will watch you. And the more people watch you, the more people will criticize you. But if you focus on that and not the assignment, you will forever be on the sideline looking at greats who can actually handle the criticism deal with it and move on. Yes, it, it bothers us. Yes, it hurts our feelings. Yes, we wonder why people uh, don't appreciate us and our gifts, why people always have something to say. Um, those who don't help on the sideline just sit back and critique and criticize. Yes, it's stressful. Yes, it bothers us. Yes, we wish we could retaliate but here is the biggest thing when you don't have any self-control over your emotions then you set yourself up for someone to always trigger you and it's no longer their fault it is your fault because you can't control your mind you can't control your mouth you're always offended when somebody says something to you, ask you a question, make a suggestion. 
And I ain't talking about them. I'm talking about me. That's how I used to operate. And it really used to bother me. And for him, my mentor said, Doc, if you can't handle that, you ain't ready for the you ain't ready for the big time, nor are you ready for elevation. You are not ready for elevation. If you can't handle critics on this level, you can't be elevated because the higher you go, the more people will watch you. And the more people watch you, the more people will criticize you. So understand that. There are some people who don't want to have a clear understanding of you and who you are and what you do. But when you can't handle the criticism, it sh literally shows how lack, how much self-control you lack and how immature you are in certain areas. And I'm preaching not from a textbook I'm preaching from life experiences. And so, uh, you know, when I made this transition, my name was all over the place. And then one of my friends said, how you doing? How you handling the transition? Because people are saying so much about you during this time. And I said, I'm sleeping all night now. I, I could care less. Though. Yeah. Because whoever they are, at least my name in their mouth, and, and I don't even know who they are. I ain't focused on them. They focused on me so clearly. Um, they got something to say. I'm good. Now, any other time, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm, I'm being honest with you. Any other time, that would have bothered me. It would have It would have stressed me. It would have hurt my feelings. Uh But when I got liberated from that criticism, I'm like, man, what what is this stopping? All of the critics didn't didn't stop the church from organizing. It didn't stop people from coming. It didn't stop people from joining. It made people watch even more. So what did I lose? based upon some bored, ignorant people probably who wish they were me. So tonight I want you to understand that criticism is a part of life. People criticize Jesus. People criticized the character tonight. Part two of, not part two, but I'm, I'm just talking about her again. Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Here is, here is the long story short. Sis is hanging out with the boys at Simon the Leper's house, and she has purchased some spikenard uh, ointment, alabaster box, whatever you want to call it. And so everybody's there hanging out. They're at Simon the Leper's house. They're about to break bread together. The boys are there and probably she's the only, she may be the only female in the entire room. And so she does something unique. Uh, she uh, breaks that alabaster box and she um, anoints the feet of Jesus. 
mean, anoint, anoint the head of Jesus, forgive me. She anoints his head. And uh, there was some folk in the room who had something to say and understand that. This ain't even one of my, one of my movements, but folks gonna always have something to say. You have to understand that. You cannot be, you can't live and you sure can't be in ministry and public ministry and serving the Lord's church. You can't work on a job and have co-workers and boss. You can't live in a family of siblings and cousins and 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 have friends and 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 someone somewhere is gonna have something to say and you have to be okay with that. You you can't walk around talking about you keep keep you better keep my name out your mouth. This my mouth. I can have your name in my mouth if I want to. That's my mouth. What how you gonna tell me what to keep out of my mouth? You can't do that. You can do it. I mean, I'm gonna listen to you. Your name will always be in somebody's mouth. Your, your name will always be on somebody's text thread. Your name will always be a part of some group text. Your name will always be a part of work gossip, family gossip, and church gossip. That's just how it works. I'm trying to help you free yourself up of mental and emotional stress and fatigue because some of y'all can't function in the gift that God has given to you because you always uptight, jaws tight, face mad, attitude bad because you're thinking somebody talking about you. Who the hell are you? Were you that important where folk can't talk about you? Folk talked about Jesus. Folks still don't like him. Who are you? Who am I? That's just the part of the game. And you're going to miss out on destiny, blessings, promotion, and breakthrough because you can't handle somebody with their name, with your, with your name in their mouth. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss it being sophomore in elementary in your thinking process because you can't control your emotions and your mouth when folk criticize you. Just, just you tell me where you can go where ain't nobody gonna criticize you. Folk gonna criticize you after you dead. You you can die today and somebody gonna criticize you. You know you, you know that nigga that nigga that owed me ten dollars, don't you? Yeah, doc, he yeah yeah he dead, but yeah I know he died. But Doc, you know, man, he 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 always he really wasn't no good. I mean, he, you know, she was she died. I know, but God bless the dead. But you know, man, she had a ways, Doc. She really wasn't always cool like that. Somebody gonna always have something to say. And usually, most folk don't 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 you aren't a saint to most folk until you after you're dead. Now, when you die, some folk gonna still talk about you then. When you die, some folk gonna think you're the best thing in the world. So you, you have to be okay with that. You literally have to be okay with not being liked all the time. You have to okay, you have to be okay with that. Well, you know, Doc, I heard I heard she didn't like you. Okay, trust me, her 
not liking me ain't affecting my bank account or my sleep at night. She ain't the first and she ain't going to be the last. I got work to do. I could care less what that woman said about me. I know who I am. I know my assignment. I know my purpose. I know I can preach. I know I'm a good pastor. Child, please. Who, 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 what she said? Who is she? Oh, I don't even know who she is. Who, who is that? Never heard of him. But clearly he's heard of me. Yeah, okay then. Be okay with that. Now I want I want you to I want I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Misjudging eyes are often critical. It's right there in verse four. It's right there in verse four. But some, some, but but some were there who said to one another in anger, "Why was the ointment wasted in this way?" Here is the problem, Felicia. Here is the problem, Val. Here is the problem, young blood. Here is the problem, Green. Mary spent her money on the oil, on the ointment, on the alabaster box, on the spikenard. She spent her money. She broke it and she stood over the master and anointed his head or allowed it to pour from the, the, the jar on his head. And they are uh, sitting in the cut on by the table in somebody else's house criticizing what someone did with their money, their property, and their property. Do you get that? They are in someone else's home about to eat someone else's food and have the nerve to criticize this woman in someone else's house at someone else's table with a gift that she spent her money on for her master. And they sitting back criticizing, why was it used in such a way? Maybe I'm old school, but I'm you know that I'm from Louisiana, and 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 if you if if it, if it's a seafood bar, and if you ain't bought no potatoes and crawfish and crab legs and and corn uh, and soda water, uh, don't don't be talking about what's taking so long for the food to get ready. You you lucky you even here. Yeah, you you lucky you even here. You ain't brought no taters, you ain't brought no corn, you ain't brought no crawfish, you ain't brought no swimps, no crab legs. You you showed up with somebody else and you're gonna talk about what's taking so long for the food to be ready. Just thank God you in the room. Thank God you're here. Thank God we're gonna feed you by the grace of God. But here's the point. There's always somebody critical. You will never avoid criticism. 
And usually the critics cannot do what you do. And the critics can't outdo you doing what you do. Their only job is to sit back and irritate you and criticize you. And what happens is when you acknowledge their criticism, you give them control, you give them power. And when people know that they can bother you, then they'll keep on bothering you. When people know that they can uh, 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 set you off or ask you a question and you go left, face turn all you know up and you, you then you ain't in control. But here's the thing. Sis didn't let that bother. Because if you if you notice, if you notice in the text, she did what she did. And she never addressed their criticism. They're criticizing her. Sis did what she did. Did what she came to do. And didn't care what they said. And you know who the critic was, don't you? Old Judas. Old treasurer of the ball or the group. Old, old, old uh, money hungry Judas. Always, yeah. Sold Jesus out. 30 pieces of silver. Now he trying to worry about what this girl did with her money. Ladies and gentlemen, misjudging eyes are often critical. People, people misjudge you on purpose. Why? Because they don't want to judge you properly. They, 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 they don't want to believe the truth about you. They don't want, because the truth is boring. They don't want to hear about your church doing well. They don't want to hear about your marriage doing well. They don't want to hear about your kids getting into college. They don't want to hear that you got a new job, a new house, a new car. They don't want to hear that your relationship is well. They don't want to hear that you have promotion at church. They don't want to hear that. That's boring. People are toxic and people thrive on toxicity. People are toxic and people thrive on toxicity. They thrive on the negative. They thrive on the mess. They thrive on the foolishness. They thrive. It spreads quicker than COVID. They thrive on that. And you have to be aware of that. That you can't do this. You can't, you can't do beyond the church. You, you can't do anything in, in any way. It, again, it could be your family. It could be your siblings, your cousin. It could be people you grew up with. Somebody going to always have something to say. And the quicker you learn that and become comfortable with that and learn how to operate in that, She did not even respond to that. She breaks the alabaster box. She breaks the jar and she anoints the head of Jesus. And as and and you know, I don't know if they I don't I don't know if that criticism of her well, yeah, it was loud because I, I, I can tell you how how we know it is loud down the road, but it they, they didn't whisper it. They didn't whisper it. They didn't whisper it. She heard it. 
She heard it because Jesus heard it. Ladies and gentlemen, learn to be okay with not being liked. Learn to be okay with not defending yourself if you know your truth. Explain it, but don't defend it. Because sometimes maybe people just didn't understand certain things, but don't defend it. One time, that I look that I ain't Johnny Cochran. I'm not. I'm not a period Mason or Matlock. I don't get paid to defend myself to you. You ain't that important. One time, and I may give you that, and I may not. You ain't that important. You are not that important to me. But I'm going to be the calling you, texting you all day, trying to defend myself to you. Child, please. I got golf to play and cigars to smoke and books to read. You're taking up too much of my time. Now, you may say that's rude. You may say that's selfish. No, that's how I survive. That's how I live. How much time would you have? I've asked yourself this question. How much time would you have left if you spent defending yourself to every critic? You would be absolutely out of your mind being repetitive, trying to defend yourself to every person who criticized you, who didn't like you, who, who told you what they heard about you. Man, I heard you was this. Oh, okay. Bless you. Man, they said this about you. Okay. Man, man, tell me it ain't true, Doc. But you know the word on the street is, Doc, they saying this. Yeah, and they going to say something else. <laughs> next week, next month, they going to say something else. You will be exhausted and you will be schizophrenic, trying to always defend yourself, always trying to rationalize and trying to make, watch this, watch this, people who already have a preconceived judgment of you, they don't like you. They're going to criticize you regardless. And nothing you can say will change how they look at you. Nothing you can defend will change how they think about you. Nothing you can suggest will change what they say about you. They will always criticize you. Oh, he can't preach. Oh, how she got that car. Oh, how he got that church. What they saw in her. Why they call her. Why, why she got the promotion? She ain't even qualified. They gonna always have nothing to say. What he's seeing her? Why she married him? I don't think I don't. I I wouldn't have never put them together. Well, who would you? Oh, okay. Always got something to say, and you have to be okay with that. Too small. Always something to say. Oh, girl, you losing too much weight. Okay, oh, girl, you fat.
If you lose too much weight, you're too small. You look sick. If you gain to you gain weight, oh girl, you putting on some pound. And and you know, black folk, they ain't gonna call you fat. They're gonna say something like this. Oh girl, hey girl, I ain't see girl, your face shoulder is getting full. That's cold. You done got fat down. They ain't gonna call you fat. Oh girl, you go, girl, you girl, you cute. Your face so full. <laughs> 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 They're not gonna call you fat to your face now. But as soon as oh, that girl, you say, oh, last time I saw her, she wasn't that big. Baby, that COVID weight is a mess. That's what you you can't you can't get around it, friend. They gonna always have something to say. Always have something to say. Always. And be okay with that. Always be okay with that. You ain't going to never please nobody. Too fat, too skinny, hair too long, hair too short. It, 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 you you, you got to be okay with that. Uh, you know, y'all know I ain't lying. You know when you walk up, they're going to tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she. And they ain't going to call you fat, they're going to call you fluffy. That's whatever. Verse 5, verse 5, verse 5 says this, watch this. For this ointment, watch this, could have been sold for more than plundered denarii and the money given to the poor, and they scolded her. Here it is, misjudging eyes offer unsolicited opinions. They gonna say out loud, this money this could have been sold and the money given to the poor. And they had the nerve to visit, to verbally accost this woman. They had the, yeah, young blood, you know what fluffy is. Don't, don't play with me now. You know, you know what fluffy is. Fluffy, come on, young blood, you smart. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't question marks. You know, you, you know what, you know what, you know, you know what it means. Um, uh, 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 they had the nerve to scold her. How you gonna scold some somebody else about their stuff? Come on now. This money could have been used to the poor. Well, how about this? Give your money to the poor. How you gonna tell her what to do with her money? Misjudging eyes always offer unsolicited opinions who asked you did you put in on it who asked you more so why do you care don't you have a house to worry about don't you have a church to worry about don't 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 you have your weight to worry about what why do you care? Misjudging miserable eyes always offer unsolicited opinions. If I were you, were you not? And then some say like this, well, you know, you ain't asked me, but 
but but hush but go over there but leave me alone but don't talk to me but who asked you because people who give opinions without solicitation are always speaking from their pain their experience and not yours Do I make sense? Please tell me I'm making sense. I'm I'm trying to make sense. All, all I have one goal when I come on here, not to shout nobody or to seem deep. I just want to make sense. They scolded this woman because she was offering a sacrifice to her Lord because she also was a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so understand that miserable people, critics, did not just happen since you came in the earth. People have been criticizing. They had the nerve, again, to verbally accost this woman based upon her sacrifice economically for her Lord. But guess what? Nowhere in the text did they say that she responded. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Being quiet ain't always easy. And some of you, I know some of y'all will never be quiet. You're going to always talk back because it's about respect. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. And I get that because I'm the same. I am the same way. You're not going to talk to me under me any kind of way. But sometimes, too, uh, when you get into, I think I think Ivy Hillier said, uh, when you get into an argument with a person and you get loud, it don't mean you're right. It doesn't mean you're loud. And Solomon says, when you argue with the fool, you become a fool. And we don't know who, who, who the fool is. Both of y'all fools, I guess. That's what Solomon says. When you, when you argue with a fool, you become a fool. They bait you into arguments. Some people's their job is to bait you into arguments, into bringing you out of your comfort zone. They want you to be loud. They want you to be uncouth. They want you to be ignorant. They want you um, to cuss and to rant and to slam doors and to slam dress, uh, slam uh, 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 off office, office uh, desk uh, drawers. They want you to act a fool. Because, see, they told the people up front that you wasn't qualified for the job. No way. So once they bait you and tick you off and you go somewhere slamming stuff and, and acting a fool and slamming computers, your boss going to see you ain't got no self-control. And you're not going to get the position. You're not going to get the promotion because you ain't got no self-control. Because you couldn't handle this criticism. They set you off. And you're just going to walk off the job because you're mad now. But your rent still due on the 1st. Your cardinal still due on the 15th. Now, you got a man or woman who can, who can take care of you and pay your house note and pay your car note and stuff. Fine, child. 
slam the door, walk on out. That's your business. He may not be happy when you get home, but I mean, it ain't my business. When you, you become a fool, you become a fool. You become a fool. There will always be people, watch this, who can't do what you do, but will tell you how to do it. I've, I've been on social media and I've seen people who never pastored before giving pastoral advice on social media. It's like, bro, you're an associate. Why are you talking to me about how to pastor the people? Now, I can learn from anybody, trust me. But 27 years of doing this, you ain't even ordained yet, and you on Facebook giving advice to pastors. Go sit down when you get your feelings hurt. Man, Doc, you know, you got to do this to the boy. If you don't get somewhere and leave me alone, critics always giving opinions. You got to be able to handle that, folks. It's tough. I'm not saying it's easy. And it's a process. And you ain't going to get there overnight. Don't fool yourself. It, it will not happen overnight. It is a process of growth, development, and maturity. This don't happen just because you wish upon a star. But you have to also want to grow and want to do better and want to progress. And if you don't, you'll always be somewhere in an abyss of darkness because she said this, he don't like me. They put this on social media and sit a little, sit a little, you know, a little in your window about me. I know they're talking about me. Now, let me say this to you too. If anyone who doesn't have the nerve to address you personally should be ignored anyway. So I'm 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 supposed to be upset because you done put a little a little a little message on Facebook and you got my phone number. You ain't worth my time. If you can't address me, I can't give you the satisfaction of being bothered by what you put on social media. This lesson is this is a tough lesson for grown-up because they misjudged this girl. They misjudged her because she had a pure heart and 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 what she was doing, she did from the from the purity of her soul. And understand this when you are in ministry, when you do stuff from your heart, there will always be someone who will misjudge you and criticize you and give you opinions of what, what you should be doing. And they ain't doing nothing. This is about growth, folks. This ain't this ain't no cotton candy Bible study. Y'all know me. I'm I ain't no ain't no ain't no gray area. It's black and white, cut and dry. Let them criticize while you shine. Let them criticize while you grow. Let them sit back and criticize while you develop. Let them sit back and criticize why God elevates you. 
Stop dealing with the trash. I told you, I said that Mary Magdalene never addressed this uh, this uh, criticism. But guess who did it? Jesus. I'm in verse 6. But Jesus said, hold your mouth, let the Lord fight your battle. And But Jesus said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me. And then he goes on to say, what she did is, what she did is uh, she's anointing me for burial. And then Judas leaves the house and goes and finds the folks in charge to betray Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the lesson. That when you respond, Jesus won't. They verbally accosted her, assaulted her, chastised her, rebuked her, and she said nothing. And when she said nothing, Jesus spoke up on her behalf. Brothers and sisters, could it be tonight that people are still bothering you because you're responding and you won't allow Jesus to respond on your behalf? Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Could, could it be that, that Jesus isn't fighting for you, isn't defending you because you're too busy trying to defend yourself? You, you, you got to get the last word in. You, you got to, you got to, you got to text back. You got to talk back. You got to say something. You got to say something. You got, it's, it's going to kill you if you don't say something. It's going to, it's going to kill you. You got to say something. And Jesus is saying to you, if you just hush, I'll do it for you. But you're going to keep on dealing with this until you learn to be, cut, cut, hush your mouth. You're going you're gonna to keep on dealing with this. You, you, and I'm going to keep on putting folk in your life who's going to irritate you. See, those people aren't demonic or devils. They are in the permissive will of God, that God wants them to irritate you until you learn how to shut up so he can talk for you. But don't, don't fool with me. Because you think that's cute. You do. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a strong black woman. You're a strong black brother. You got to say something. You just mouth <laughs> We can take it outside. We, 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 man, how you want to do it? <laughs> you don't know me like that. I, I go to my truck on you. <laughs> just loud, uncouth, and ignorant. Just, just uncouth, un, no dick, no undignified. Because you got to say something. And Jesus is saying, I'm trying to grow you. I'm trying to mature you. But you just keep on wanting to be one of the more gutter people. 
you you just want to be gutter. You you want to you want to be down there. So I'm on. Okay, that's fine. Since you want to be in the gutter, be in the gutter. Then I'm gonna be quiet, and you're gonna keep on going in circles until you get this right. But I'm not gonna promote you. I'm not gonna bless you. I'm not gonna elevate you. I'm not gonna put you before great people. Why? Because you can't handle it. Because the first some the first time someone criticizes you, you're gonna lose your mind. Oh, child, I, I go to jail behind mine. I, I, I got bail money. You ain't ready yet. <laughs> you ain't ready. You still down the gutter. You ain't ready. Uncouth, ignorant, unrefined, undeveloped, immature. You ain't ready. And you're going to miss it. Why? Because you can't control your mouth. Baby, you don't know who you're messing with. You know where I was born and raised? Huh. Clearly you weren't raised too well. And Jesus is saying, you're going to miss all I got from you. Because where I'm going to take you, the blessings are so big. The blessings are so majestic. Folk going to hate on you. Folk going to be jealous of you. Folk going to be envious of you. Folk going to wonder how you got that. And you can't complete the assignment because you're too worried about what they said, Mary never said a word. She just did what she did and allowed Jesus to speak on your behalf. Friend, could it be, and I'm done, that you are in the same place you are mentally, physically, emotionally, economically, and spiritually because you can't control your mouth. You can't control your emotions. Maybe you have, maybe, maybe people have passed you up and you can outdo them. You're more gifted. You're more qualified. You can preach better. You can sing better. You can you, you can do it all better. But one thing you cannot do, you can't control your emotions. And you can't control your mouth. And criticism sends you over the top. And Jesus says, you can't go up there. Because the higher you go, and the more public you become, the more people going to gravitate towards you to try to tear you down. I don't know who this is for tonight. But shut your mouth. Let them people talk, man. What? What? Let them people talk. Because if... If, if any person, if all they have to do is talk about you, clearly they're miserable. Clearly they don't have a life. Clearly <laughs> they are sorry. That's all I can say. They're sorry. Because if you that important that they talk about you all day, every day, on, on this, on that, you know, they, child, they, they need help. And being the bigger person is costly. Yeah. 
being the bigger person is costly. But guess what? It adds value. <laughs> being the bigger person is costly. But it adds value. How do I know? How do I know? I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you how I know. Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. Y'all know that. I'm not gonna talk about that. I probably couldn't handle that. But Chris did. I may have the numbers wrong, but let me just throw some stuff out here. Before the altercation Sunday night, Chris Rock, I think the concert was $41 tickets, and now they're like $360, $340. Because he was the bigger person, but now the price went up. And now folk paying $1,000 to see him. He got slapped. I'm not saying he could have handled that. But now he on the back end, he getting paid more money. Now that's, I, I, I ain't saying I could have handled that now. I ain't saying that, you know. Uh, but, but I am saying some stuff, God got to do for you, man. And and some of y'all gonna miss major blessings because you can't control your emotions. You can't. That's why that boy did what he did. He couldn't control his emotions. You're gonna walk up on a stage and that and slap because you can't control your emotions. And now we're gonna talk about the slap more than the than, than your performance and the Academy Award. For the first time in the history of the Academy Awards, a black man produced it with an all-black crew, production crew. We ain't even talking about that. Because one fella couldn't control his emotions.